listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. Please join me and our next guests on Facebook Live. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the Facebook page. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to hear about uh, the a wonderful initiative, uh, a Future of Education initiative by UNESCO Hong Kong, uh, including, uh, like I said earlier, their uh, forum, uh, which is the Futures of Education of Industry 4.0 and Beyond Forum, which is happening on Saturday, the 20th of June. And to tell us a little bit more, we're joined by Mitzi Leung, the Vice President of the UNESCO Hong Kong Association and Co-Chairman of UNESCO Hong Kong Peace Project Committee, along with Sarah Tam, who's the Public Relations Chair from the Global Peace Center Hong Kong, also from UNESCO. Welcome to the program, ladies, and thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much a lot, Noreen, for having us. Maybe if I can start off with you first, uh, yes. Mitzi, if you can tell us a little bit more about uh, UNESCO Hong Kong Association. UNESCO Hong Kong Association is a non-government organization. It's mainly meant by volunteers. The purpose is to promote UNESCO in Hong Kong. UNESCO has this important task of building peace in the mind of men and women. So we are part of this movement and belonging to the World Federation of UNESCO Clubs and Association. Now we often uh, hear about the work that you, you do here in Hong Kong and also globally. What sorts of events do you, you know, sort of plan in, in Hong Kong? In Hong Kong, we are more uh, on the ground in helping young people. Actually, a lot of our programs are targeting at uh, young at at the school youth. children, yes, youth mainly, actually from primary to secondary. And actually, we do have a lot of university uh, students joining us as volunteer or as interns. Uh, just give them the exposure about the world is much bigger than and we know. Yes. Um, so what sorts of events have, have you done in the past or have you planned uh, in the past then? Actually, for the last seven years, we have an annual event at the Hong Kong Science Park, roughly in February. And the event is the Peacemakers Cultural Celebration. Through culture, we hope our young people would understand uh, people from different parts of the world. They have their own culture and therefore understanding each other's culture will help them to discover their, their own and also to be respectful to other people's culture. Yeah, that's and, really important. Yes, And yes. sometimes, you know, growing up in Hong Kong, where, I mean, Hong Kong is an international city, but at the same time, we're also limited in terms of exposure to many different cultures. And sometimes it can be very, um, you know, we're stuck in our comfort zone. Exactly. Yes. We want to help our young people to be engaged in some activities to widen the horizon and have some fun. Exactly. Yes. That's the most important <laughs> yes. thing. Now, I understand that uh, you, you've got a wonderful event coming up, uh, a forum which is happening uh, this Saturday on the 20th of June, and it's called the Futures of Education for Industry 4.0 and Beyond. Um, before we talk about the forum, it's based on a survey that you've conducted, or it's, mm. it's in conjunction. Maybe, yeah. Sarah, if you can tell us a little bit more about a survey that you, you, you conducted. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I can also go a bit uh, further and talk about Futures of Education, sure. the initiative, which uh, is actually a global initiative uh, from UNESCO. Um, it's a global discussion um, to reimagine how knowledge and learning can actually shape the future of humanity. So it's a 
big discussion for different stakeholders, not just um, the petitioners in education, but also parents, students, policymakers. So um, it started in 2019 September, right? The forum was in uh, New York, and it asked, actually asked all the um, different um, uh, uh, geographical locations to think about what education would mean for them. So Hong Kong, you know, obviously uh, with UNESCO Hong Kong Association, we think about, oh, can we be part of that discussion? And definitely we get in a very interesting place because education has been um, a topic uh, for us for a long time, right? Um, and as a, I, and I think as parents or teachers or, you know, petitioners, um, different people have different views. Um, and we want to have that panel or that platform for people to discuss. And that's why we have this uh, initiative to, um, you know, to gather every people um, that have a view um, to voice out what they're thinking. And uh, incredible timing as well, you know, given that the, the changes of the landscape yeah. here in Hong Kong with COVID-19, yes. you know, um, the landscape of education has really sort of changed a little bit yes. also. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, so while we were planning, and originally it was in February, uh, yes. and obviously because of the pandemic, we couldn't really do uh, a big forum or physical event. So it was pushed to uh, January um, this, uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, June this Saturday. Um, and before that, we want to have some data to understand what people think. Um, so in May, we conducted a survey and we have over 500 people who participated in the survey, um, including, you know, the various stakeholders that uh, I've just mentioned. And some of the very interesting topics that we asked um, was... So uh, these are students, uh, parents, teachers, yeah. all from Hong Kong or from uh, the mainland as well? M mainly from Hong Kong. They could. Because yeah. we, we, it is an online survey, yeah. Oh, and actually, we have we have we very much would like uh, people other mm. than the profession, uh, the education sector. Because mm. I always say, education. I mean, education is everybody's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we have some very interesting questions asking. You know, right. What are the challenges of education? Uh, how do you feel the system? Uh, would be influenced uh, because of the uh, industry 4.0. Um, so what are some of the capabilities and skill sets that mm -hmm. will be needed in the future? So wow. uh, very interesting. And Big we've questions. got some yeah. very initial, yeah. um, you know, data sets. So um, on Saturday, we'll be announcing some of those insights. Revealing mm -hmm. some yes. of them. Um, but, you know, with the changing landscape of, of education, when was the survey done? It in, was May. It was May. Okay, yeah. yes. so it was really good timing, yes. actually. Yeah. And what will be the theme of of the discussion on Saturday then? Well, quite a lot. Um, we covered you have a lot of great speakers. <laughs> yes, yes, we yes. have a great lineup. Um, so we have, you know, obviously petitioners uh, like uh, Professor Anthony Jern. Um, we also have Dr. Maggie Kuhn, um, you know, again, petitioner in the um, in the educational view. We also have, um, you know, Victor Kwok uh, from our Hong Kong Foundation. And obviously, you know, uh, UNESCO Hong Kong would have uh, Professor Learn um, and, you know, Missy and a lot of uh, volunteers as well uh, joining mm -hmm. uh, this forum. Yes, we do have several forums. Well, one one of them is from fintech okay so he mm. will give his perspective actually the whole initiative is looking towards 2050 so for a young man now young graduate maybe by 2050 they're already almost reaching their retirement age right <laughs> so actually it's quite a, a, a <laughs> futuristic future so we feel that 
I mean, I, I, I would imagine that UNESCO picked this topic so that people could be less prohibitive. They will look forward. And then we would imagine what it is by that time. How can we help our young people to be more prepared mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. at that time? So there's a lot of re- imagination, which is very good, right? Because now we are, we are seeing changes every day and we don't really know there is a limit of acquiring knowledge, right? With so many things happening. So it is a good time for people to to say their piece, mm. which is really, I think, important. We have a chance to say our piece, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when we were at school, it was really about acquiring knowledge right. and reading a book and memorizing. But nowadays, it's, you know, it's a different skill set. You know, you're learning yeah. soft skills. You're learning how to, you know, work with each other because knowledge-based learning, you know, you can just go on Google and yeah, find exactly. out. And how um, we communicate, like now. <laughs> exactly. Communication <laughs> skills. And yeah. it really is. And I wonder what the future would hold with you know with the mix of ai as well yes. replacing humans yeah, yeah. yeah. well uh, I, I think in in this world we we have a lot of complexity and a lot of problems or you know challenges let's not say problems um it's really how do we want to see ourselves uh, mm-hmm. 30 50 100 years later so yeah. we have to start planning and changing the kind of skills that, that we need to acquire uh, during that process yeah. so we hope that this become a catalyst for discussion yeah. Yeah. okay Everybody's little input, okay? And over time, because now to 2050 is actually another 30 years. Yeah. So you would expect this one would be a continuous thing. And and I'm sure that together we will make it, we will have a better education format system, okay? In the future. This is a terrific topic and a very big one. I'm sure many of our listeners um, will, will have some as well. Um, is it a topic that's discussed enough? I mean, we said it's, a, it's an important topic, but have you sort of seen it discussed elsewhere? And are teachers, are students really thinking that far ahead? Or are we sort of mm. not really, you know, it's just <laughs> let's get through this school year sort of mentality? Uh, for this topic, uh, uh, kick off by UNESCO. Okay, actually, they have an international commission looking after this. And uh, uh, in Hong Kong, this is the first time. Actually, it is also the first time that the Global Peace Center uh, doing a a forum. Okay, and we feel that uh, this very much relates to peace because education is important for us to have peace yeah. mm-hmm. it really is and you know it's it's a way to educate ourselves and and to talk through differences and to understand uh, exactly. people's differences yes, you know, education yes, yes. is a key mm-hmm. not to be shut off from you know information Sorry, yeah. Sarah. The, no the, there's a, a saying I'm copying from UNESCO that they say that um, knowledge and education and learning is really a renewable resource and I really like it I, I think um, you know we look at all the different resources and you know uh, as energy you know, but uh, we as human beings have so much capacity and capability. It's mm-hmm. about how we can expand those um, and help us to move into the future. So yeah. I think it's something that we really have to look into very seriously and also look at it not as a silo, right? Especially after this pandemic, you know, everything changed. Mm-hmm. Um, we really have to think about how it can help us evolve. Yeah. 
going forward. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the challenges is, of course, originally this panel um, was in February. Yeah. Yes. And, and then now... <laughs> so Four what, months later. <laughs> so what other challenges did you encounter, you know, as an NGO? Uh, what were some of the impacts of COVID-19 um, on, on your NGO? I would say that it has given us a lot of opportunity. I mean, the fact that it is there, yeah. we have to accept it. Yeah. And our young people would therefore look at things uh, in, the, in, in the context of their uncertainty. How can we help ourselves to become more flexible, more adaptable, more resilient? Act, more yeah. resilient. Actually, these are, again, the soft skill you mentioned, mm. but these become necessary skills. And these skills cannot be taught, right? Mm. So how we as educators or the school sector can help our young people uh, to develop this kind of uh, uh, skill sets and better prepare. So really, um, I mean, we all have our different way of looking at things, but everybody look at their own way because of their own prior background. And in a way, it helps us to cover different aspects. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we, I'm sure we will help us to shape a better education for future. Absolutely. And it's true, you know, with COVID-19, it has sort of made people more aware. And like you both said, I mean, you both don't sound, you know, very pessimistic. Mm -hmm. It was turning into an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is about your mindset and mm -hmm. how can we educate yeah. our next generation to yeah. have that more mm -hmm. um, positive and resilient yeah. mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned this from Missy that we are all learning how to learn, right? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That is very important <laughs> <Yes>. skills. <laughs> I also learned, I, I think every day we, we, we encounter something new yeah. it's it's either a challenge or an opportunity to learn it depends on how you look at it yeah, yeah. I, I love our session today <laughs> Thank you. Learning how to learn. Yeah. Um, and it's true, you know, sometimes when even as adults, we forget how to learn. You know, we're, we're so used to doing things in a certain way. And this is the this is the way to do it. So you yeah. must do it this way. But actually, mm -hmm. if you look at a problem, there are different ways oh, yeah. to tackle yeah, yeah. it. Be more open. Actually, yeah. we want our young people to be more open, to be more receptive to new ideas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. very important. You just just now, Noreen asked me about the challenges. Well, it's our I mean, we are from the Global Peace Center. Actually, peace is a very difficult concept. People feel yeah. that it is not so far away. Okay, how do yeah. I relate to it? So this has been some of our mm. uh, challenges, how to bring it down to the ground. Okay, <laughs> so this is something that we experienced and we have now something called the Actions for Peace. Okay, mm. Actions for Peace, for example, how do you make yourself calm? Individual peace. Okay, so... For example, doing the Mandela drawing, or for example, doing Ayoga. yoga. Yes. Correct. Yes. So we recognize that actually there are individual peace, social peace, cultural peace. You have mm. to learn to be peace with the environment, okay? And of course, political peace, right? You need to have That's an excellent infrastructure, point. Hong Kong has right? Been, well, Hong Kong has been shrouded with you right, know, right, less right. peacefulness. So yes. how can we bring peace in the society as well? Yes. I've only learned just now during lunch that Mrs. mentioned that there's a peace index. So yes. it's become a discipline now that uh, yes. you can peace actually index? That's right. It's a, uh, What's the uh, peace it, index? It's an international organization called the Institution of Peace. Uh, economics and peace. They mm. prepare peace index for different countries. The last one they have done, I think it's 2018. Mm. Okay. So I think uh, since what has been happening uh, uh, in the last 12 months, I'm sure a lot of changes in the, in <laughs> yeah, the, in the index. <laughs> right. But 
uh, actually, it's a, it, they have been uh, doing this research for the last 10 years. So uh, the good news is uh, we, not only in Hong Kong, everybody all over the world are more concerned about how do we have peace. Yeah. Right. yeah, you're right. It's not just a Hong Kong problem. I mean, you know, a lot of overseas countries often experience clashes, you know, uh, and protests, what we're seeing um, in, in other places as well. Um, I must get you back to talk about the Peace, peace Index. When do they release it? Is it in every, is it a yearly thing or is it? It's kind of a, a yearly thing. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about it. I, well, I'll do a more study, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, please we'll come back. To continue to learn. Re- yeah, exactly, learn to continue yes, to learn. Actually, I'd love to invite that you. very organization came up with uh, what they call the eight pillars for peace. Eight pillars of peace, okay? That include uh, um, the good environment for businesses, gender equality, mm-hmm. equitable distribution of resources okay low level of corruption be nice to your neighbor okay uh, uh there are almost another three <laughs> well, i'll give it to you next time yes <laughs> <laughs> well we're almost out of time so but mitzi and, and sarah thank you so much for joining us before i let you go can you remind our listeners um how we can find out more information about your education forum and also about mm. unesco hong kong association yeah, definitely you know um, go on to our website so um we have all the information about the uh, global peace center as well as the event so you can register it online um either via our facebook page or the unesco Hong Kong page. So just Google it and you will be able to find us. Correct. Our website is peacecenter.unesco.org.hk. Excellent. And I understand you also have a Facebook page as well, so people can also uh, find them. I've put a tag as well, so you can go to UNESCO Hong Kong Association, all one word, um, as the handle. Uh, Meanwhile, thank you so much indeed for your time today. And we've been chatting uh, to Mitzi Leung, the Vice President of the UNESCO Hong Kong Association. She's also the Co-Chairman of the UNESCO Hong Kong Peace Project Committee, along with Sarah Tam, their Public Relations Chair from the Global Peace Centre Hong Kong, also from UNESCO. Thank you very much. Indeed, Thank you, for your Noreen. time. Thank, Thank you, Nori. I look forward to having you back on for the Peace Index next yes. time.